Welcome to the Grace Baptist Church podcast, and thanks for joining us for this episode. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd like to extend an invitation to you and your family to join us for worship this week at Grace Baptist Church. We'd also love to connect with you online at gracekettering.org. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy the episode. And who he is to us. We can read through the book of John and we can, we can, we can think about it, we can meditate on it, but even John himself said, if, 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 if the whole sky was a scroll and the whole ocean was a, an inkwell and every man on earth was a scribe, we would not be able to write down enough about Jesus Christ. I mean, it's just, it's mind-blowing how beautiful and wonderful he is. And Peter is coming to this fresh realization of who, of who he is. And, and the fact is, even in our own lives, as our thinking has changed, as our realizations are changed, that, that does dominate our actions. It dominates who we are. The book of Proverbs says on chapter 23 and verse number 7, as a man is in his heart, so is he. So as I'm coming to new realizations, or I should say fresh realizations of who Jesus is to me personally, changing me from the inside out, friends, that's where spiritual growth happens. That's where my life begins to change. That's where my actions begin to change as he begins to dominate my thinking, my heart, changing me from the inside out. So here's the interesting thing about this. Jesus asks, who do you say that I am? Who do you say in your heart? Who do you understand that I am? As a man thinks in his heart so easy, it mattered what they thought. And so he asked. You know, I find in our own lives as we grow in the Lord and, and follow after him, it's important what we think, but it's also important what other people think. And you know, sometimes it's important in the questions we ask other people. As we're trying to help and encourage people along, sometimes we can come along and say, this is what I know and this is, this is what I think, and we can tell them a lot of things. But when we stop and ask them a question about their relationship with the Lord or about their thought process about Jesus Christ, it begins to trigger their mind, stir their mind. And the right question makes all the difference in the world. Here Jesus is asking a very pointed question. Who do you say that I am? Sometimes I ask people that, that question and they'll, they'll start talking about Jesus in the, in the distant, as a distant person. You know, him, not as my, but as the Savior, not as my Savior, the Savior. Sort of like when, when someone, uh, you know, someone who goes to church and they say that church as opposed to my church, it kind of, kind of puts a distance. Something's not quite, they haven't, they haven't really personalized it yet. It's like when my son says, God, instead of my Heavenly Father, right? It, there's, some, there's some distance there. But just understand, asking the right question, whom do men's who do you say that i am who do you say that i am and look what happened peter's like well they say this but this is what i say this is what i say jesus didn't come along and said you should think that i am the christ the son of the living god he says who do you say that i am who do you say that i am and so he asks a question concerning their perspective god was the one as jesus prayed this conversation happened God is the one who gives us understanding, wisdom, and discernment on what questions to ask. 
You know, I don't have the ability to ask the right questions and to help somebody grow spiritually. Do you? You're all looking at me like, Pastor, it's Wednesday night. We're tired. We're done. Do you? Can you help somebody spiritually? No, we don't have the ability. I, I have enough time just trying to get myself in its own spiritual shape, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and I, don't have the, I don't have the ability, but God does. And friends, as we pray, as we seek God, look at this spiritual conversation that comes out as a result of Jesus praying. And I want us just to go on a little bit further. God is the one who gives the understanding. He's the one that gives the wisdom. He's the one that gives the discernment. This is how to help this person along. I've seen it time and time again. Lord, I don't know how to help this person, but I'm going to have a conversation with them, and, and I'm just going to trust you to give me the right questions, the right things to say, and to help them along. You know God's so good to do that, but it doesn't happen without prayer. And Jesus modeled for us going to his Father, getting alone, praying, and notice the conversation that comes out of it as he was praying, he asked them that question. Yes, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then notice what he does. Verses 21 through 27, he applies the truth to their life. He applies the truth to their life. Notice he says in verse number 21, and straightly he charged them and commanded them to tell no man that thing. Now, what was that about? Did he not want them to witness? No, it wasn't quite time yet. There was still more work to be done in their lives there was also, we had the Mount of Transfiguration that was still going to um, be happening, but there was all, also this, this, this need for them to allow this truth to settle into their own lives, for them to walk with Christ a little bit longer. There was, this is also some volatile information, so there was a strategy to Jesus here, and it's not time yet. But I believe that this was also a time where the disciples were able to, to grow in their grasping of who Jesus Christ was personally and allow Christ to, 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 to impress this upon their heart and to understand it personally. Listen, I cannot, I cannot give to others what I've not grasped. I cannot help someone else along the way if I've not grasped it personally. And here the disciples would need to personally grow along. You know, it's impossible to encourage someone to be in the Word if we're not in the Word. Have you ever tried to do that? That's not a good thing to do. I, hey, pray and seek the Lord, but I'm not praying. Hmm, that doesn't work so well. Invite someone to church, but you're spotty. That doesn't work so well. Serve the Lord, but you're not all in. It doesn't work. It, it just, it doesn't work well. So the disciples needed to fully understand this. And when Peter would one day stay, stand up in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost and, and preach that Jesus was a Christ, he needed to have this rock-solid conviction. This is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and to be able to preach with all authority. These were the days where this was this was settling into his heart, and he was having times of spiritual growth. But in verse 22, we find he says the Son of Man's going to suffer many things, and he begins to lay out the timeline. Listen, he's gonna, I, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, and I'm going to suffer at the hands of the priests and the Pharisees and so on, the religious leaders. I'm going to be put to death. I'm going to be in the grave three days and three, on three nights, and then I'm going to rise again. This is Jesus saying, hey, guys, there's some rough days coming. There's some trials that are coming along. There's some trials that are ahead. Jesus specifically outlined the fact that there were some hard days coming. Now, why? Uh, without Jesus going to the cross, there was no church. Understand that Ephesians 5 and verse 25 says he, he gave himself for the church. He, he purchased the church with his own blood. 
So he's going to the cross to effectively make good on his promise. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So he was going there. That was the pathway through which the church would be built was through his death and his resurrection. There's some hard days coming. I'm reminded that Jesus has also outlined for us 2 Timothy 3 and verse number 1. And this know also that in the last day perilous times will come. He's already laid it out. We shouldn't be surprised. And sometimes we're like the disciples, a little surprised when the, the perilous times come. But the fact is, he's already laid it out. Hey, there's some rough times coming. Yes, there needs to be some spiritual growth in your, your life. Right now is a good time to allow God to do that. There's some trials coming. But notice he also says in verse number 23 and forward to 27, there's some sacrifice that's going to be required. I'm going to cross the sacrifice. And the way that you're going to follow after me is a sacrifice too. Now, I just want us to grab again. All of this conversation is coming out of as he was alone praying. As he was alone praying. And friends, if I could, if I could boil it down for us, I think sometimes we think because I, I have a personality or I have some experience or I have some age on me that I can automatically help somebody grow and take a spiritual step. And I don't know about you, I'm not Jesus and neither are you. I don't have that type of power. And if my Lord found himself after a mountaintop moment, alone praying, and then having this absolutely pivotal conversation with his disciples that brought about great spiritual growth and identified Peter as, as one who was leading the pack and saying, hey, I do believe you're the son of the living God, and I, I do believe in who you are. And he says, blessed are you, because you didn't get this from, uh, from the friends on the street. You got this from God. This is a spiritual understanding. You're growing, Peter. This came, all this came out of as he was praying. And so my whole point tonight is, if I'm going to help influence someone's spiritual growth, I'm going to have to be the same as the Savior as I am praying, and out of that, allow my ministering to happen. Out of my seeking God and my communion with God, that's where true ministry is going to happen. That's where true impact is going to happen. This conversation was born out of prayer, and that's the Savior, and he modeled that for us. Prayer gives me and you the ability to influence others to take another step of spiritual growth towards Christ. You see, you and I are either, you and I are either influencing people toward Christ or away from Christ. It's, it's, it's not neutral. We're either helping people onto Christ or influencing them away from Christ. And the fact of the matter is, I can't do that without God. Are we, are we remembering what the Bible says? Jesus said himself, John 15, verse number 5, without me ye can do, what is it? Nothing. So what did Jesus model for us? As he was praying, he asked, and then he applied the truth in your life. Hey, there's some spiritual growth needed. Hey, there's some trials coming. Hey, there's some sacrifice that you're going to have to make for me. If you're going to be following after me, there's some sacrifice. You're going to have to deny yourself, take up your cross. Oh, by the way, you're going to have to be willing not to be ashamed of me because everyone's going to laugh at you, but you're going to have to be willing to bear shame for my name. Uh, all these things, he's applying the truth of who he was as the Christ, the Son of the living God, to their path. Hey, let's make it practical. All this conversation happening out of prayer as he was praying so may we not think that we can help each other in the church or in our family to take steps towards jesus christ without 
get into the same place he did as he was praying, as he was praying. And you know what? It's not taking away, that time is not taking away from your life. It's not taking away from your schedule. It's adding to your schedule. It's adding effectiveness to your schedule. And may the Lord help us continue in that. I know we're on a journey. Let's stay on the journey, and let's just again be reminded from the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you bow with me? And let's ask him that before we spend some time in prayer tonight. Lord, help me to have that same, help me to practice mimicking you in this way. As he was praying, he asked, and then he applied into the life. He was able to help them along in their spiritual journey. Lord, help us too. Would you bow there and just pray a simple prayer, maybe like this. Lord, before I talk to that person, I will pray. I want to be a true help to them in taking another spiritual step toward you. There might be a specific person you need to pray that about. Lord, I've been burdened about this person. You've shown me that I, I should talk to them, but I, I need you to help me guide my words. Give me the right question to ask. It might be your child. Lord, I need to talk to them. There's some spiritual growth that needs to happen there, but I need your wisdom. How would you go about it if you were talking to them, Lord? Father, we do ask for your grace and your discernment, your wisdom. Lord, you told us that wisdom is the principal thing. And because of that, we are to get wisdom. And with all our getting, to get understanding. Lord, I pray that you would help us to seek after you so that we might be the, the most spiritual help to one another, to our families, to our children, to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, we just ask you to guide us, we pray. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your example. We love you, and we can't wait to see you. Can't wait to be with you in heaven. But until then, Lord, help us to continue to minister out of prayerfulness, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. What I'd like to do, is, as we have done, is to gather together towards the front here tonight. And uh, I'd like to encourage you to grab your growth point guide and let's just gather up here and, and spend some time in prayer before we leave tonight and uh, encourage you encourage you let's kneel across the front of the uh, on the uh, altar here and just and spend some time in prayer as you're coming uh, as you're coming let's do this please have your guide with you um, and uh, I'm serious I, I would like for everyone to just come on up and gather around as a family Um, as, as we pray tonight, uh, sometimes we think, what, Lord, what do I pray? What do I pray? Well, you have a green sheet with a bunch of needs on there. Okay, so let's, let's, let's commit to pray on prayer on that tonight. So look at that, at that prayer guide and, and, and just ask the Lord, uh, who, who do I need to voice in prayer tonight? Someone on that prayer sheet needs um, voiced in prayer this evening. Okay, so let's do that. And uh, as we have said, let's not, let's not uh, bury our heads when we pray. Let's pray loud enough for everyone to be able to agree on. 
And then uh, let's, let's pray a thought. Um, silence isn't bad, uh, as I've said, but, um, but don't be bashful to pray. And let's just ask the Lord. And we're all family here, right? Amen? <laughs> I count you friends and family. All right, so let's, let's, just, let's just seek the Lord tonight and just give this to him. And so I'm going to just start us and ask the Lord to guide us in this prayer time. Father, we love you, and I, I love our church family and love being able to just pray together tonight. And uh, so, Lord, help us, even as we uh, seek you in this moment. Would you guide us by your Holy Spirit to pray the things that uh, you want us to pray and you want us to focus on? We want your mind even right now.